And you can use the tools to energetically heal what is holding people back in the present so that they are able to then make quantum leaps when it comes to refining their energy and attracting in, in my case, seven figures in 10 months in a global pandemic when I was stuck at 420,000. Susie Ashworth is a quantum transformation and embodiment coach who helps entrepreneurs step into a higher version of themselves, a version that believes they are deserving of higher success. If you're not into the woo-woo, by the way, hey, me either. And Susie is one of us. She's one of the most practical people that I know. And up until recently, she was a successful business coach before she found quantum healing and it helped her reach a million dollars in revenue in a single year. I had her explain to me exactly what this is and how we can all tap into that gold mine of awareness. So the way that you act, the way that you speak, the way that you think and the way that you feel creates a different energy that is literally vibrating off you whenever you walk in the room, whenever you're walking out into the world. My name is Ina Kovani, lead generation expert for entrepreneurs with tiny audiences. And in this episode, my friends Susie Ashworth is going to take us down the quantum energy rabbit hole. I had her explain it all to me like I am a five-year-old, and I know that you're going to be as fascinated as I was. We had to cut the interview down for the podcast, but I did ask her about one major life decision and event that she and I have in common. If you would like to hear that really personal secret snippet, head over to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut and get access to our uncut interview vault. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while you're drunk on love from Valentine's Day, head over to the review section of the podcast and spread some of that love. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's my interview with my friend, the quantum leaper, Susie Hashworth. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. Hi, everybody. Today, I have my friend Susie Ashworth here on the podcast. Susie, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited. Okay. Why don't we start really quickly by you describing what is it that you do right now and who do you do it for? Yeah. So right now I am a quantum transformation and embodiment coach, and I help female entrepreneurs create six-figure breakthroughs in their business fast. I love it. I love it. And we're going to go through this because you didn't just start out this way. In fact, this is a recent pivot that yeah. you're making and we're going to get into this. We are going to get into this. But first, I want everyone to kind of get a sense for the before and after so that they know kind of like the journey we're going to guide them through. So I want to start way back. I want to start at the point where entrepreneurship was not 
really the main thing that you wanted to do in life? We all kind of start with a very traditional path of like, okay, I'm just going to go to college and have a family and have a job and then retire. So I want you to take me back to that time before entrepreneurship, right before it. What were you doing and what did you think your life was going to be like at that point? Yeah. So in all honesty, I don't think I was very ambitious. I didn't think of myself as being uh, extremely academic because I wasn't. And I was really more about the fun. And I was one of these kids who didn't really, you know, you have the cool kids and the nerdy kids and the sporty kids and the arty kids. I was, wasn't in any one of those particular groups, but I could interact with everybody from the various different places. So I'd end up having like, weird little adventures of people over here and then weird little adventures of people over there and everything was just kind of fun I wasn't hugely focused and then when I was 19 my foster mother who had brought me up from the age of three months she passed away and that was really my awakening and at that point in time I think I'd probably worked in every pizza restaurant in Canterbury, which is where I was brought up. Um, I had dropped out of my A-levels, which maybe if you're in the States, it's the bit in between maybe high school and college, maybe. I was 19. Mm -hmm. So I dropped out of my kind of lead into university and I had to ask myself, what do you want? And probably more than that, I was asking myself, who do you want to be? because I hadn't really been there for my mom while she was sick. And there was a huge amount of guilt and a huge amount of shame about the fact that I wasn't there for her in her last days. And at the time, my ambition levels were, I want to be the manager of Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why the hell did I want to be the manager of Pizza Hut? And what I was really clear on is that if I didn't do something differently, then that was my future. And whilst I didn't know what I did want to do, after she went, I knew that that isn't what I was destined to do. And so that was really the path of me um, um, starting my path officially, more intentionally. Yeah. What was your first uh, thing that you did that was had nothing to do with Pizza Hut, that had nothing to do with something traditional, and you went for it. What was that first gateway entrepreneurial venture? So uh, I didn't really step into entrepreneurship for many, many years, but the first thing that I did was I went to Ibiza. So probably after about six months after she passed, I went to Ibiza and I spent three and a half months there. And I always say to people, Ibiza changed my life. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are watching and who are like, where's Ibiza? For maybe you guys in the States, it's the equivalent of Miami. Or if you're in Australia, it might be your Bali. But it's a really beautiful party island um, in Europe. And it just attracts really creative, interesting crazy people and I went to Ibiza I was obviously grieving but I didn't you know that wasn't I wasn't consciously grieving but I met all of these amazing people who were doing Ibiza in the summer and India in the winter and I was like whoa 
there is a whole big wide world out here and I get to discover it. So it really just opened my eyes to more. And yeah, I met some incredible people. And from that point, I was away from the UK for four and a half years. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing? What was your sustenance? What was your job in that? I was mainly partying. <laughs> I was doing a lot of drinking. And I, but I actually, I got introduced to sales officially. Mm -hmm. So I spent three and a half months in Ibiza. I then went to Amsterdam, spent a year and a half there in two stints and then a year and a half in Thailand. And it was during, I had a multiple array of jobs, but actually it was whilst I was away, I first got introduced to selling mm -hmm. and I learned how to, uh, yeah, I learned how to do cold calling. And that was another thing that really changed my life. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as any person in life, we are all in the job of sales. And it's so interesting to me how so many people feel icky about it. They loathe it. And I, I've just taken on a, um, an assistant and she will ultimately be a salesperson. It's her first job out of school. She is 17 years old. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you. This is going to change your life, whether she's with me for a long time or goes off somewhere else. It's like, I am so grateful that I had that opportunity to learn how to be resilient, how to accept rejection, how to, you know, have people say no, 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 and not take it personally. That's yeah. one of the big things I learned about being away. If I asked you, What was the biggest lesson or couple of lessons that you learned from all that time, cold calling and learning about sales? What do you think were those lessons that were the foundation of your attitude towards sales for the rest of the time? You just never accept no for an answer. You know, always know that a no is a not yet mm -hmm. and just never take it personally. Mm -hmm. You know, People say often, but I've, I've told everybody that I've, I've told everybody about my offer. And I'm like, how many times did you tell them? And they're like, once. I'm like, are you joking me? Like every day, six times a day, you know? And it's okay because we're in the business of serving people. And when you can understand that what you're doing is a gift and when you're holding it back, you're denying people of the transformation that they want so desperately, everything shifts. I think that you made a really good point because a lot of the things that we hear about putting ourselves on social media is, you know, we learn a lot about sharing of our lives and sharing of ourselves. And because we're in it, we want to kind of have a mix, right? I want to be talking about myself for a little bit today. And then I want to talk about my program a little bit more. And because we're in it, we see that variety. But on the other side, that person is not hooked into the Ina channel all day long. So yeah. they, if I'm just pitching once a week, they may miss it. They may not yeah. even know that I'm selling anything for a very long time and here I am in my head saying like no but I talk about it every day and so yeah I think you hit a really really important point that people need to walk away with is that consistency of telling people what you do yes consistency and frequency mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. let me ask you now what was your first foray into online coaching mm -hmm. this weird world of teaching something online. Can you tell me what that transition was like? 
Yeah, so I've been in business for seven years this year, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. It makes me almost a veteran. And I decided that I wanted to leave my job, which was working for the Guardian newspaper in their sales department and set up for myself when I got pregnant with my first son, who is now nine. I didn't actually leave until I got pregnant with my first daughter, who is now seven. Mm -hmm. Um, And I decided that I wanted to leave because I wanted to be able to say to him, you can do anything that you want in the world. And I knew that when uh, I was going to work every single day, that I wasn't doing the thing that I was destined to do. Like, again, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I was never stressed. I was good at it. But I wasn't like, yes. <laughs> My husband always used to say, like, you never talk about work. I'm like, there's nothing to say. It was just, it was not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And so I left and I retrained as a hypnotherapist, a psychotherapist, and a hypnobirthing practitioner. And... I also, after I'd done my hypnotherapy training, I had seen the year before a guy called Mastin Kip, um, who used to run a website called The Daily Love, talking about a woman called Marie Folio. And at the time I was like, "Mm, yeah, I just, I didn't quite fit. And then as I qualified, I was like, just gonna check out this Marie Folio lady. And a couple of months later, she was in a massive launch for B-School. And I just thought, I need to know what she's teaching, which was the way that it was pitched. This is a business school for people who want to build an online business. And honestly, I don't even really think I knew what I was signing up for. But that was a program that was quite life-changing for me because I didn't know what an email list was. I barely knew what a website was. I just didn't know any of the foundational parts of building a business. And within three weeks of starting that program, I had the idea for the Calm Birth School, which was my first business and the world's first video-based hypnobirthing program. That is amazing. And that ended up getting picked up and now it's being taught all over, isn't it? Yeah, it's taught all over the world. And I got a book deal with Hay House because of that program. It was another really pivotal moment that changed my life. So let me tell you, um, this is kind of how I, I saw your business. and I'm sure you see it in a completely different way, but like I have these three phases that that there are, right? Um, phase one, which you just covered for us, which was before online coaching existed. Like, what do or do I wanted to cover that so people can see where you came from, right? That we don't we don't go to college for online coaching, right? Like, this is not something we wake up one day and say we're gonna do. Then phase two, I really want to talk about you building the one program. I really want to like like pause there and tell us a little bit more about that. And your phase three is your pivot that you did this year, which was inspired by the pandemic. And I, I really want you to tell us more about that. So to go in order, let's go through phase two. You have this program or you had this program called The One. It is still like, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to go live. I know you're in the process of rebranding because of your pivot. So I don't want to Tell people where to go for our website, we but still have that. we do still right. have that. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to tell me a little bit of how that program became what it is. Tell us a little bit of what it is, who it's targeted for, and what you were doing in that stage in your business. 
Yeah, so really, I have to say that the one is still a relatively new program. And I think this is super important for all of your listeners. I'm not sure how long they've been in business, but I would say that this year, my seventh year, is the year that I really feel like I've come into my own. And the previous six years were me experimenting and working out what worked for me, what didn't work for me and finding my voice. And so uh, I really want to let everybody know that it's okay if you feel like you're winging it. It's okay if not everything is neatly packaged up. So really the second phase of my business is me being um, a mindset and messaging coach for entrepreneurs and I started off focusing solely on people who had baby businesses because I'd had this success with the calm birth school and I had lots of birth workers saying how have you done that like tell me like what's your secret and I was super clear I looked at what was happening in b school and I was like nobody's really doing this specifically for birth workers who had Yes, the same broad needs, but a different mindset. And so that was really my in. I think that one of my superpowers is spotting niches and being able to take something that exists and then repackaging it so it um, serves a new audience. And so that's what I was really doing when I first went into business mentoring. And I gave myself permission to do that because whilst all my peers were obsessing about vaginas and breastfeeding and everything to do with babies, I was obsessing about marketing and business and how to build a landing page and how to make your website more attractive. And all of that stuff I was just voracious with. And I had a business coach who said to me, what would you do if you already had a million pound in the bank? And my answer was, I'd show other people how to get a million pound in the bank. And she was like, okay, that's what you should be doing. And that was the permission slip that I needed to really embrace the other side of my, you know, of my entrepreneurship. And the one has come about because again we can all be a little bit like I want to do this thing over here I want to do that thing over here I want to do this thing over here I want to do that thing over there and often in those first kind of two to three years you you're watching a lot of online entrepreneurs you're watching a lot of the gurus and they're coming up with templated methods where if you do this one thing then you're going to get 10,000 a month. And in my experience, even though I love having all of the things going on, where I made the biggest inroads in my business is when I just focused on one thing for 90 days. Just focus on one thing for 90 days and then see what happens. And so what I did was I created a program that really took all of the things that I have learned over the last, I think it was probably five years at that point. And I put it into the equivalent of a Netflix for a better analogy. And then I said to people, I can help you 
get to consistent 5k months or have your first 10k launch if you give me 90 days come into the one and we will work on it together and I did it and it was amazing we had such incredible results it was it yeah it was just amazing so I launched it again and then I launched it again at the start of this year just as we were about to go into pandemic and everyone was freaking out everyone was freaking out and because it was literally, I think that I closed my car on February the 20th and then March, the whatever the day, it was like, we are in a pandemic, we are locking down. And so I, at that point was like, okay, everybody relax. We're going to extend the container. So it's gonna be five months instead of three months, just so we can all find our way in this new world because nobody has clue what is going on and what I saw was in a global pandemic newbies in business you know been in business for two three years had not been hitting their targets during this time got amazing results they were getting better results after five months than what they were doing after 90 days and they were getting good results at 90 days and when I saw that I was like hmm you know what Let's stay with people for a year. Let's get more coaches in. So people pick their paths. They work in 90-day cycles. We'll get other coaches in to be supporting people through. And we now have the one, which is how to become the one person your dreamboat clients are begging to work with. You focus on one thing for 90 days and you rock it. And we now, we do it for, for a year. So people have kind of four cycles and... Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing program for newbies. Yeah, and I was reading all about it and it, your copy is magnificent because every single thing on that list, I'm like, yep, I know exactly how every single one of these things feels, feeling like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall, like things are not working, like you're doing all the things, yeah. like you are really doing everything that every guru is telling you to do and yeah. you're still not hitting those 5K yeah. months and just thinking, and what is going on? So it was it was a program that I really wanted to you to tell everybody about so they know that it's an option for them. I want to put links below because I think it's so powerful. So then I want to start talking about phase three, which yeah. is what I call the quantum stuff. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I, I don't know much about it. And I want you to explain to me like I'm a five-year-old I've never experienced this before. I don't know what this is, but it clearly was so impactful to you that you decided I am pivoting yeah. altogether. I yeah. am, uh, it's it's not going to be about me talking about the 5K and the 10K months. It's about transformation. So first, before I just completely butcher your story, <laughs> can you tell us what prompted that change? You had just had a great launch in February, pandemic hits, what happened? Yeah, so uh, to give and give a little bit more context. So in my business, I had my first year in business, I made minus 14,000 pounds. My second year in business, I made 125. Second year in business, I think it was 226. Fourth year in business, I made 469. And then my fifth year in business, I made 420. I think I maybe have the years mixed up, but that 420 year 
was really, really confusing to me. <laughs> and I'd been very big on mindset and I'd been very big on, I can double my income, I can double my income. And I wasn't able to double my income. I couldn't work out where that plateau had, where I'd got stuck in this plateau. And at the same time last year, my family and I, we moved to Mexico. And I'd set this intention that Mexico was going to be my most incredible year, this year of discovery. And it really, truly was. Um, and it's part of the reason why we met, because I was able to do a lot more travel in South America. And I ended up going to Ron Wright's Mastermind with you. And we hung out in Colombia, which was super fun. Um, but I'd also been to Costa Rica and I'd done a quantum healing certification. And when I read the sales page for the quantum healing, I was like, what the heck is this? I really didn't understand any of the language, but energetically, I was like, this is the thing I need to do. And so I just signed up and I spent 10 days in Costa Rica learning this healing modality. And to put it in its most simple terms, with mindset, it's all about how you can control your mind to get external results. So something like hypnobirthing is about how you control your mind to have the impact on your outer body. The quantum field is all of the stuff that is happening around you that is beyond your mind and is the quantum field. And so I suppose that that is it in its most simple form and I think to ground that into maybe even more real terms is a real understanding that we are physical beings but we are also energetic beings and we're made up of energy when we walk into a room and somebody has been angry in that room even if no one's saying anything you can feel the energy that's the energy that's coming off them when you meet you in person before you've even said anything and sometimes you won't even need to smile, but the energy around you is contagious, it's vivacious, it's effervescent. And when you become a quantum master, not a master, but you're able to play in the quantum field, you are getting better and better at manipulating the energy around you and then working with the energy of other people. So when you become really accustomed to this, you can use your energy to manifest and magnetize and create really incredible um, results in both your life and business. And that is really what I was playing with the whole time I was in Mexico and just having more and more different, crazy, amazing, mind boggling experiences that were all encouraging me to stop thinking within the terms and limitations of my brain and go beyond my mind. So let me ask you something as somebody who like I identify a lot with you in that we're both very practical, logical, things have to make sense kind of people. And yeah. for, for people like us, like it, like you said, you read the whole quantum sales page and you're like, I don't know what this is and yeah. it makes no sense. So how, what do you think, what do you attribute the fact that you were able to understand that so deeply, you decided to make it your life's work? How did that transition from, 
I have no idea what this is to, this is so important that this is what I have to do. How did that happen? I think that, and again, I think this relates back to the passing of my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, I believe that there is something bigger than us that impacts the way that we think, the way that we feel when we are consciously aware. And so there's a spiritual thing that really quantum and thinking about the quantum field, it makes that spiritual thing that feels quite intangible and quite random, it gives it life for me. That's what it is. So, you know, it's like some people, they will have somebody that they loved deeply pass away. Sometimes I just get a feeling and an energy that that person is there. And it's, um, um, what's his name? Albert Einstein says that, or said that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And what that means is that all the energy that, ever was is still here and what it also means is all of the energy that ever will be is still here your job is to line up with the energy the thought pattern the idea the creative spark which is already in the universe and the better you become at lining up with that energy the easier it is for you to create incredible responses and it's the same you can relate it back to people like the energy of my mom is still here even though I can't see her the energy of me goes beyond my body so it's it's abstract and at the same time there's so much science that talks about the energy that we can't see and again it's becoming in tune with the energy that you're giving off and the energy of the things that you're wanting to call in. Does that make sense? A little bit. I want you to go and relate it for me because I can see how this would help in definitely in regular life, right? Um, like you just illustrated, I can walk into a room and really sense what's happening. Um, if I were more in touch with that quantum realm that is outside my body, um, I imagine that I would be able to uh, figure out what my next steps should be to kind of stay in the right energy. Like, how would I use this in a practical sense? And if you can tie this to business in some way, because you do this for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So how do we tie that that new ability to manipulate that energy into our businesses? Let's start there. Okay. So I want to, I suppose we'll put it in the context of, my year, and I said it was my fifth year, but maybe it's my sixth year of in business, I earned 420,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. This year, I will finish up on 1.2 million pounds. On the 19th of December, I did a video which I shared with my mastermind saying that this is the year that I will hit a million. Now, I had been talking like loosely about becoming a seven-figure entrepreneur, but in my body, didn't really feel it. It was a wish. It was a hope. I didn't really believe it. Okay. December 2019, I decided that that was my reality. And I meant it. And when you are very intentional 
about what it is that you want to create in your business, about what it is that you want to create in your life. There is an energetic shift. You will have seen it. You will have had a client come to you, two clients, same individuals, same strategy, same advice, same ability, same capability. One of them, energy is completely aligned with their success. And so who they act, who they become, who they, even you, you know, you are somebody who is aligned to the energy of a seven-figure entrepreneur. Whether you know it yet or not, I don't know. But that's the Thank energy, you. energy that you give off. So the way that you act, the way that you speak, the way that you think and the way that you feel creates a different energy that is literally vibrating off you whenever you walk in the room, whenever you're walking out into the world. And the idea about quantum co-creation is that every single thing, so seven figure, the seven figures, the million pounds has its own vibration. My job as Susie is to vibrate at the same frequency as, as a million pounds so I can bring that into my reality. You have people who are looking for a partner and they decide with their intention, what does that partner look like? What do they act like? How do they make me feel? And then they start acting from the place of already being the type of person, feeling like the type of person, acting like the type of person who already has that thing so that they can meet the, um, energetically, they can meet, how do I say, how do I say that? Am I making sense? No, I think that I'm getting that because that sounds a lot like what I've been studying through manifestation, right? So is there an alignment there? What is the difference between manifestation, which essentially means already embody where you're going, right? It's about your language has to be right. It's not, hey, universe, I want a new car. It's I own the new car. I'm driving the new car. I already have it, right? So that language that, that I've been learning about in manifestation, is that related to this at all? I definitely don't think that they sit Oh, I think they. I think that they're. I think it's very aligned. I think that it's very aligned, and it's not necessarily I own the new car, but it's I'm the type of person who has the type of car that I desire, and yes. it's about you and your frequency. I think the difference is when it comes to quantum healing, is that you are able to. Um, uh, and this is going to sound really crazy. So we talk about it from the manifestation perspective, but with quantum healing, it is, it's looking at an individual who says, I want to create seven figures, but I feel blocked. Mm -hmm. I'm unable to get past this same spot every single time. By using the tools within the modality, you can almost it's almost like going back in time so maybe not dissimilar to hypnotherapy when you go into regression and you can use the tools to energetically heal what is holding people back in the present so that they are able to then make quantum leaps when it comes to refining their energy and attracting in 
Um, um, in my case, seven figures in 10 months in a global pandemic when I was stuck at 420,000, you know? This feels huge to me. This feels like, because I mean, we all have it. If anybody's listening to this and they say, they think to themselves, I don't really have a ceiling. That's, that's not me. That's a lie we're telling ourselves. Everybody has a ceiling that they have put there. And so what you're talking about is essentially there are tools, there's a modality, there's a methodology to remove those ceilings, to firmly believe that there is actually nothing stopping me. And it's not just the, the belief because, you know, I've been in conversations and I have watched conversations of people saying like, well, yeah, believing that the ceiling is there is not there has nothing to do with you. It's about what you're doing. Well, if you believe the ceiling is there, there are some things you're not going to do. Yeah. There's some things you're not you're never going to step into because you already believe that it's not possible. So removing the ceiling makes you a more daring person. It makes you, I think as well, there's courage and there's bravery, but there is also, um, um, the work is very deeply grounded in self-love and self-appreciation and deservingness, uh, as well as visionary, being visionary and um, bravery and taking that next step. So it's such a... Uh, Working in quantum transformation is really me knowing that anything is possible. Yeah. And then for me, the, the more effective I become is I become more effective. The more I challenge, the more I catch my own limitations in the way that I think, but also the way I view other people. And when I am able to see people in their highest and then I'm able to use the tools, combine that with helping them to remove their own limitations, that's when real magic can happen. Can I ask you, first of all, did you, you're, opening, you're opening my mind to this because uh, I, I just want to stress something that really lit up the light bulb for me is that this is not just a belief. There's an actual methodology to get you there. It's not like you can wake up one day and be like, I think I'm going to stop thinking there's a ceiling. Like there's, yeah. there's healing that needs to happen. That's why it's called exactly. quantum healing, right? Yeah. So you really go back. Can I ask you something? I heard you talk about something called divine self-expression before. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know what that has to do with all of this that we're talking about. What is it? Yeah. I think that when it comes to uh, feeling limited, and limitations, one of the first places that you can see and feel it within yourself is your ability to express your desires. Mm -hmm. You can't create a quantum leap or a quantum transformation in your life if you're unable to voice what it is that you want. And so many people feel ashamed, guilty, worried about being judged, about taking up space, about owning conversation, about sharing their voice. And so, so much of being able to take this leap is helping people unlock their voice so that they can step into their own divine self-expression. And it's so interesting to me because often when you start with something like B-School, it's very strategic. It's very this, you know, do this, do this, do this. And 
uh, one is way more templated and blueprinted. In my pivots, I created a whole experience where we get to talk about expression. We get to use what I call the freedom codes to unlock our capacity to embrace freedom when it comes to wealth, when it comes to emotions, when it comes to time. Um, we get to use the quantum healing to heal the younger version of you that still feels that it's not okay to say what it is that she wants. It's a whole smorgasbord of tools to help people speak their truth, ask, them, ask for what it is that they desire, and then take the action to uh, back up what it is that they say that they want. Yeah. And it's layered Sorry, I know I'm like, I'm no, like, I, oh, want I want it all. <laughs> I say that it's when you have conversations like this, it's really easy. One, to view the person who is um, um, having the conversation is to think, wow, they've got it all sorted. Everything is perfect. Nope, don't have it all sorted. Nope, not everything is perfect. Do I get triggered? Yes. Do I notice my own limitations? Yeah. It's a journey. And every time we look to up level, there's a new ceiling, you know, and sometimes it's old stuff that comes up and sometimes it's new stuff. And it's like being prepared. I say go up, but usually it's go down, go deeper, you know. Um, yeah. So it's just a process. I think that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um I love this conversation because I am the kind of person that totally gravitates towards it. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Yes. Give me the strategy. Give me the strategy. But even over the past three years, having been in this weird online universe that you and I are in, um, it's become so clear to me that mindset is just a huge aspect of it. So what you're working on is basically like mindset on steroids. It's yeah. not just... Uh, you know, it's not just believing that it's possible. You have to be able to say it, right? To say what you want. Because you know yeah. how many people to this day I get on the phone with and they tell me, but I don't want a million dollars, right? And and I'm like, well, it's, 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 it's not about the million. It's about the fact that, you know, put whatever number you want in that sentence, right? Like whatever high number it is, you have to be able to say it out loud, that not, not that you're not just how you want it, but and it is completely possible for you. So what you do in your work is take entrepreneurs and tell them, listen, we got to work on that before you can even do anything else. And you've already proven that you can do the steps. So this is like a yeah. whole yeah. encompassing um, yeah. program that it, it has everything that you need in it. I talk about the fact that in order to create quantum shift, that you, you're looking to have a physical transformation, an energetic transformation, a conscious transformation, and a subconscious transformation. And I work across all four. Thank you so much for explaining things to me like I'm a five-year-old. Because <laughs> brand new to this, I really felt like it was important for everybody who's listening to understand what this is. So we can have a, a really meaningful conversation from this point forward. Now we all know what this quantum healing is about and why we would need it. So let me tell you to start winding down. What do you think is a big misconception that people have of you as a successful businesswoman? Yeah, I think um, that it is that I don't have any fear, that I'm fearless. And I have, I have fear. 
I I have fear, but I don't let it stop me in my tracks, you know? And I think that I was really, all that I'm perfect. Those two things, I alluded to that earlier on and I ha- I'm on the journey. I think that that's the point. I am on the journey with my clients and maybe I'm a few steps ahead and that's amazing, but I am still learning. I'm still learning to, what it means for me to be divinely self-expressed. Mm-hmm. I'm still catching myself where I don't feel comfortable to say what it is that I really want to say because of all of the stories that I've told myself about worthiness, deservingness, accepting, being accepted, judgment. And I want people to know that I've seen a huge amount of success whilst living an imperfect life. And you don't have to be perfect to be successful. I love that so much. So if I were to give you the power to have the whole world listen to what you're saying right now, and they have to do what you are about to tell them to do, and they have to do it within the next 24 hours, what would that thing be? It would be take action on the one thing that you have been holding back from because you're scared of taking the action and just do the thing. I feel like it like totally popped into my brain. It's like, Ina, that's what you have to do. <laughs> like, no, but I'm scared. Don't make me. But I think that's a really, really good one. Susie, it's always a pleasure. It's really been too long. Thank you so much for coming here and talk to us about this. And you can all follow Susie Ashworth on Instagram at Susie underscore Ashworth. Check out her podcast, The Limitless Life Experience. Go search for it right now and subscribe and download her One Minute Miracles Affirmations 30-minute audio by going to susieashworth.com slash one dash minute dash miracles thank you so much susie you are very very welcome thank you for having me hey there ina here after this interview you may be wondering how susie was able to reach the million this past year, even through a pivot in her message and a pandemic all over the world. I'll answer this as I share with you the three things that Susie is doing very right in her business and you should start doing right now in the next companion episode. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode coming up next. And if you'd like to leave me a question for the podcast, just go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit it there, and I will answer it on the air. I'll see you on the the next one. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.